Hey everyone, this is Deborah Anderson, the Black Woman Animator, coming back to you with another video. Um, this video is going to be about my uh, college experience. Um, I was I followed someone on YouTube named Julesy, and she recently did a video about her college experience, and I thought um, that would be like a good video to do, not in a just a purely animation related way, but just to kind of holistically discuss um, my college experience. Um, so I am originally from Detroit, Michigan, and I went to Rochester Institute of Technology in Rochester, New York. So that was a six hour drive through Canada. Um, it was colder, <laughs> which uh, I don't like the cold. That's why I live in New Orleans. So all that lake effect weather, it really wasn't for me. Um, I majored in film, video, and animation, so I was originally going to get my BFA in film, video, and animation. I ended up getting a Bachelor of Science in Multidisciplinary Studies, which is make your own major, which I knew I could do because in the animation industry, what your degree is really doesn't matter. Um, it just matters what your portfolio is. And so, um, another thing, I went to that college because of wanting to play basketball because um, I played four years varsity in high school and so I want to continue playing basketball in college um, I just did I just didn't end up playing at RIT um, my first experience at RIT was through the North Star program which is was a um, pre some like a pre it was like a summer program a two-week summer program for minorities which were called Alana, African American, Latin American, Latino American, and Native American. And so we all got to kind of get our feet wet in the college experience and take, I took a English class, I believe it was, with um, doc, uh, Professor Vincent Golfin, which I'm still Facebook friends with. And then I took a psychology class with, um, Doctor, oh man, what was her name? Like everybody wanted to take her class throughout college. Um, I can't remember her name, but I did take get to take a psychology class. Um, I was once I got into like at RIT during two thousand four. Um. I was one of, like, our freshman class in the film, video, animation department was 60, and I was one of two black people in my program. As far as women, I could say I was probably one of 10, maybe. Um, so mostly white guys. Um, and so, uh, I think... I mean, I didn't really have a problem with that. It's just that's kind of the breakdown of how many people I had to kind of, who looked like me. Um, there was uh, other people in the program that were older than me, Latoy Adams and Trisha Andrews. Uh, Latoy was still in animation. Uh, I think Letitia, uh, sorry, Trisha was um, more on the film side because uh, your freshman year you started everyone was taking film classes so your first quarter you were using the bolex camera where you had to wind it for power um and that was film so you had to cut it and splice it and stuff 
And that was like a big thing at RIT because we're like, oh yeah, we're better than NYU because at NYU, you don't touch a camera until your second year. So at RIT, you have to touch your uh, camera in your first first quarter of your freshman year. And then the second quarter, we went to the digital um, camera. And so that was a concentration on like editing and stuff. And then third quarter, you, it was a concentration on sound editing um, but, uh, while still using digital cameras to kind of fulfill that. And uh, my third quarter of freshman year was actually the first time, my first 3D class. I got to take a 3D modeling class. And that's where I met um, one of my mentors till this day, Carabo Laguela, um, which I'm probably saying his name wrong because I do not have the tongue to properly say uh, his African name in a Botswanan uh, <laughs> accent. But um, that's my dude. He's helped me so much throughout the years uh, as far as kind of doing the 3D animation thing. Um, and so that like freshman year was, I, I feel like freshman year was the best year of my college experience because it was a combination of like just being able to get away from home and just be a full adult and just be able to do whatever you want and then but the summer after you're just coming back and you're like still considered a child to your parents but you've just been an adult for this year it was kind of clash but um the people that I met in the North Star program which expanded to the people I met in my dorm which was Unity House um uh which was uh, where a lot of the African-American uh, Latino-American people stayed and it's just like a special interest house because um, we had international house, art house, house of general science, um, the business house, uh, engineering house and stuff like that. So it just was one of the special interest house that you could live in on campus. And so just those people, meeting those people, um, we were we were called the 0405 track stars because a party didn't get started till we got there and it just like we uh i mean i was kind of on the wave i don't know if i had this kind of air but the the freshmen that i hung out with had that air where we didn't seem like freshmen sometimes people mistakenly thought we were sophomores because of just how comfortable our group was and so it's just like freshman year like all the pranks that i mean we could we could literally tell stories for hours just based off the 0405 year of all this thing like quotes is it's, it's all fun and games till somebody gets coast um like man just so many awesome experiences just living in the dorm with uh, so many people that are um like you and just learning so much about kind of that new york city culture because that's uh, a lot of people i went to school with or from new york city and Finally learning what a borough was, because I don't even know what the heck I thought it was before RIT. But I understand now that boroughs make up New York City. I don't know if I thought like New York City was one thing and then Bronx and Brooklyn and all that stuff was just two totally different. Like, I don't, I don't know what I thought, but I know now what it is. And then so like freshman and then freshman year also, I created a program called Celebrating Diversity Through the Arts, which doesn't make any sense at all because I mean, I'm an introvert and I was like I didn't talk like I was very quiet and I am still very quiet now but I talk more 
but just like who are you as a freshman to come up with this program to put on and then I didn't I wasn't the face of it because I didn't need attention I just wanted to do it and so um somebody who worked for the North Star uh office like uh, Heisha Robinson she helped me put it on and it was just a basically I wanted minorities from different programs in CIAS, which is the Center for Imaging Arts and Science. That was my uh, college in uh, school. I wanted to bring minorities and, and kind of highlight the work that they were doing, whether it was industrial design, um, photography, animation, graphic design, media design, even if you were a dancer. Like, I just wanted to highlight that. And so, I, like, the second year I did, I did it my sophomore year, too. In the second year I did it, it was like more expansive and you kind of had like the TVs where you could see the digital. Uh, it was more fine arts, I guess, the first year. But um, it only lasted for two years because after Haisha left and went to University of Rochester, it was just like, well, I'm not going to do this because I don't know what I'm doing and then I don't want the attention. So it just lasted two years, but it was like crazy. Like, well, where did I even get that idea and how did I even think to approach someone to create it? Like, I just, I'm an anomaly to myself <laughs> just because of what my natural personality is and then who I was at that point in life, not even out as outward as this. I just think about him just like, who the heck were you? Like, how did you do that? And then uh, we go to sophomore year. Um, well, if, if I go back to freshman year, um, that's when I was really trying to hang out with um, people in my major because um, I don't have... Um, problems hanging out with people who are different than me but just I mean in animation man people are just so quirky and it's just like I remember one time I was hanging out with people and we were playing apples to apples and somehow one of my classmates ended up in his underwear and it was there was no alcohol involved we weren't playing strip apples to apples like how, how this dude ended up in his underwear, I have no clue what was the progression of that. But I just was like, this is really not for, for me. So I really didn't hang out with people like that I went to class with. And then there was another thing of, I could have a full-out conversation with someone in class. And then when we were on, out on the quad, they would like divert their eyes and then ignore, ignore the hell out of me. And it was just like so fake <laughs> like I don't I just didn't understand why it was acceptable for you to speak to me in class but then ignore my existence anywhere else and so I just really didn't feel comfortable hanging out with um people in my major and I feel like that that kind of did a disservice to me when I graduated because uh, ideally you you curate these friends all throughout college and then as an animation um major you go out you want to go out to california well let's three of us go out to california three or four of us go out to california get an apartment and stay together and be poor and all that stuff but be able to make it because we're all together and then kind of build yourself up and so that's i mean that's really why i didn't really go to california was because i, I don't know i didn't know how i could like afford it and I didn't have any family out there, so um, it would have been nice to the the two friends that I had in my major. One was went to the film side, and then another one he was like 
excellent stop, at stop motion, but then he ended up changing his major to be a paralegal. And I was like, no, why? You are so awesome. But I don't know, people, I guess, got to be realistic and um, get, get major in stuff that they don't like because they need to get a job after college or something. So, and then we transitioned into sophomore year. Um, the crux of sophomore year was mostly the the fact that I became a member of my sorority, uh, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And that was a big thing because anybody that knew me in high school would never guess that I would join a sorority. And um, I know I don't I didn't think I would join a sorority until you kind of like in that I'm so analytical and I'm a thinker. There was like a strategy, like there was a reason why joining the sorority could be to my benefit. It could expand me as a person. Like the reason I can articulate things now and the reason I can, can successfully communicate with other people is because I was a Zeta. That, that's like, I used being part of that organization to build myself up as a person because when I graduated from high school, like my best friend would always say, I will, at most I would say yes, no, maybe. I did not speak in really complete sentences. Um, I mean, I, I was capable of speaking complete sentences. I mean, I graduated 10th in my class, so I was smart. It's just like my communication skills were not on point at all. <laughs> and so college was really a purposeful time for me to get better as a person and be able to communicate to people effectively. Um, I still got a ways to go, but I'm way better than what I used to be. And so sophomore year was mostly, um, I mean, I had classes and stuff like that. Oh, sophomore year was also the time in which I got behind in my major. So at RIT, you have three big projects that you have to complete for graduation. You have your one quarter film, um, which uh, at RIT you had three 10 week uh, quarters instead of two, what, 16 to 18 week semesters. So it was really fast paced. So your one quarter film was completed through your, in your sophomore year. And I failed that class twice. Um, mo mostly um, because there were two professors that taught the one quarter film and I took the easier professor or what I felt was the easier professor because the other professor was a lady who everyone everyone felt like she had a chip on her shoulder for for like getting fired from Disney or something like that and so she was like very mean she wasn't mean to me because I took her for gesture drawing so I mean I guess you had to kind of find the right spot but I mean finding the right spot wasn't always a surefire way to to be to make sure she didn't do anything to you because she just was very mean to people in general and so I didn't want to take her as a professor but I think I would have possibly graduated with a BFA if I had taken her um because she purposefully made her students do 30 second to minute films which I think that was like really good because it makes you not go on forever like my film once I finally finished it it was like two minutes and stuff like that. And in an animation time, that is a lot of time. And so uh, additionally, my professor that I had, even though I had, the, even though I took the 
class three times with him, he did not know my name. And again, I tell you, I was one of two people in my class, in my freshman class, who were black. So there's not that many, like, you can't, can't confuse me. Well, he did confuse me. He actually called me another black girl's name, which I don't even know who the heck that was because I, I felt like I knew all the black people in the major, whether no matter their year. So, like, the fact that he didn't know my name or called me someone else, some other black girl's name was, like, interesting. And and I had him for several, several classes. So, like, the fact that you can't remember my existence is interesting, too. <laughs> so, um, I failed it twice just because I couldn't finish it because it was so long and you're doing it by yourself. And then so, uh, your second project is a two-quarter film, which you're supposed to do your junior year. And your last project is your final thesis, which just takes three quarters or the entire year. And I just felt like, um, because in your two-quarter and your, in your thesis, you work with other people. So... I since I got behind on my first my one quarter film I was not able to kind of stay in line with my peers and so I, I guess I would have had to do my two quarter film with people who were freshmen when I was sophomore and I didn't know them I just felt like I couldn't successfully complete and I didn't want to stay at RIT a fifth year because I already decided to go to a school that was $32,000 a year and they sent emails every year that they were raising tuition and I mean I already did that to my father and he like took out a lot of loans for me and so I just didn't want to stay five years just to say I had a BFA when I knew like it didn't matter what my degree was so yeah the big thing sophomore year was the fact that that's the reason I changed my major I changed my major junior year but that was the reason I had to change my major because I was ahead of the game actually because by the time I was a freshman uh, by the time I was my second quarter in freshman year I was a sophomore because I did dual enrollment in in high school and I came to RIT with seven classes of credit so I didn't even have to take the like like the little art classes and stuff where that was great because I in that it was cold the um art students had had these big portfolio cases and they had to have those like the art supplies that they took down the quarter mile with the quarter mile was like what com combined um the dorm side to academic side so like they would be blown away in the winter time with the wind and stuff like that and I didn't have to take any of those classes because I got transfer credit for them and so like I was ahead of the game, so it was, I didn't change my major because of not having enough credits. Because I was actually, I actually required less credits to graduate BFA. It's just the time that it took to get those credits that kind of was my thing. I actually had to take more classes to graduate in the multidisciplinary studies major, but the time that it took to take those classes, I could do before I graduated. So. It was crazy and then becoming a Zeta like I, I became a Zeta in April and by May I was the president for the next year um which I, at that like you would never be able to tell me that I'll be ever at that point in my life you would never be able to tell me that I'll be a president of anything <laughs> because that's just not who I was but um my fellow sorority sisters really um encouraged me to become president and so I was president of my uh, chapter my junior year.
Um, and then for the rest of college, um, my really goal was, okay, I was part of a group called the Black Awareness Coordinating Committee, BACC. <laughs> um, and so that was our BSU, Black Student Union. And we would always have these pro, pro this programming and these events where we discussed race, but the white the the myriad of white people that we went to school with never came to those events to discuss it. And so, I really wanted to know what white people felt about race. And so, for for junior and senior year, um, any project that I could make about race. I would make about race because in my class I was surrounded by plenty of white people and sometimes for participation points they would have to like comment on my projects and so I remember in my public speaking class I did my one of my speeches was on uh, different kinds of discrimination so there's the individual discrimination um, constitution oh wait is it Institu institutional discrimination and structural discrimination which I won't go into what those are but um, I remember having a white woman kind of combat me on some stuff with that and I had to like through my research kind of combat her back like nope this is real uh, affirmative action white women benefit the most from affirmative action so you can't really use that and then I remember in my uh, I can't remember what the name of the course was but for one of the projects we had to pick an image and just like discuss the, like write a paper about the image and discuss it and so I picked Vogue's cover where um, LeBron James and, and the model Giselle were on the cover and you could juxtapose that to the cover of uh, one of the King Kong books and he had the same exact pose where like LeBron was essentially the ape and or the gorilla and Giselle was the white woman he was like kind of saving or something like that and so I had man <laughs> I feel like I'll remember this for the rest of my life but this one guy was like well maybe they were calling him a monkey in a good way and I just was like considering the history of people calling black people monkeys in America I, I don't see it and I felt like that was the first moment in my college experience where I was equipped to kind of go back on someone because I naturally writing thing down writing things down is more um, the way I get my thing across my point across and impromptu speaking and just trying to have to go off the cuff and immediately respond. Um, I've gotten better at it, but even in college, that was not my like forte. And so that class and that moment was the first time I was able to kind of like immediately um, respond to a comment that somebody said. And then the, luckily the professor helped me like, nah, bruh, like <laughs> you not gonna call a black person a monkey in a good way. And then I had a, a project in visual anthropology where I just, I talked about the different stereotypes for different groups like Italians, Irish, Native Americans, Black people, Chinese, and all that type stuff. And I remember getting into a, a disagreement with my professor because I was just saying how, um, like, my oldest sister, um, when she was, like, still with 
like when she was with her ex-husband they would kind of have this back and forth where they would do um the like proper voices and stuff like that and i was um mentioning how um she would talk white and you know most people when they say talk white they actually mean talk properly or speak properly and that's not what i was saying like i don't think speaking properly is talking white I was I was talking about the intonation because there is a difference in intonation that for the most part that um, black people and white people have. So because when I'm listening, if I'm listening to the radio or to the news and I can't see the person, even when the newscaster is speaking properly, I can still for the most part tell that they're black because of the different intonation. I feel like um, sometimes, especially like white women have this different like intonation and they speak very high and so that's what I was trying to tell her that my sister did but she's like oh no you don't speak white you speak it proper I'm like lady <laughs> I know what you're talking about but that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the intonation and so like er like that was like my main goal in my junior and senior year which I thought was cool that I thought of that um I kind of wish I thought of that my freshman and sophomore year, but eh, my freshman and sophomore year were for a purpose. And so my junior and senior year, I really concentrated on getting like what white people thought on race because there was plenty to there was plenty of them. So I just wanted to know their thoughts and they never came to our events. So that was my opportunity to uh, kind of figure that out. And so um, also in college, uh, I never I, uh, in general, I never really still hung out with people my age um my some of my best friends were um like a professor in engineering <laughs> uh in, in the engineering um depart department or college and then somebody he went to college with who was an RIT alum and then her younger brother who was my age uh like he was the professor was um a Caribbean and so Caribbean men like cook and a college student is always about the free food. So, <laughs> like, I would go over to his house and get, like, oxtail. And he, like, taught me how to make bread once, which my hands are not strong enough to make bread. Like, that kneading the whole, the bubbles out and stuff. Like, I'm not strong enough to do that. But, um, yeah. And then I remember um, with uh, Professor Dell Smith, who's, I think, now in Alabama, the dean of one of the colleges. Like, we had a group together of a, a me and a couple other uh, college students where we we're trying to get our entrepreneurship thing on and start like a t-shirt business or something like that that never went anywhere but it was like a good experience and um yeah like i never really like i would always hang out with people my age but like my really people who i hung out in my free time with were the older people hence my um my mentor who was the, the reason uh, he was, Carabo was my, um, TA in my first 3D, uh, 3D modeling class. So he was a grad student and I hung out with him too. And then there was a point, I think after my sophomore year, I stayed a little bit in the summer and I kind of hung out with the Caribbean people, um, trying to understand what they were saying. Um, and my boyfriend right now is Jamaican. I still can't understand when he's speaking like full patois, I mean, he'll clean it up for me to kind of communicate properly with me. Not properly, but like, so I understand what he's saying. Like he doesn't speak in patois to me. 
and but when he's like speaking with his friends or with his family and he goes full patois like just like in college i don't understand what the heck they're saying and so they will be like he's talking 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 and then ha ha ha, ha. and i'm like well what was the joke <laughs> and so yeah um i feel like you know it's funny because you know people who are uh, i guess against joining uh, fraternities and sororities uh say that you're buying your friends which I don't think is true, um, but because people really don't understand sororities and fraternities at all. But um, but for me personally, college was partly buying friends and buying experiences. Like uh, I don't know, I don't think I got the best education, animation education at um, RIT. Not that it was bad, but it could have been. I could have been better especially like I sit here today and you know people are like who is the professor that had the most impact on you and I could like Aharon Sharnoff <laughs> that's one Aharon like yeah that's my dude and maybe Johannes Buchholz like he was cool but like if you could sit there and just like struggle like before that the moment where I just said Aharon like I couldn't think of anybody but Aharon did have a like a big impact on me and he like pushed like he was a great professor and pushed you he's my Facebook friend now too and he pushed you in in, in your in the class but like there was there was no professors that like kind of tried to take me under their wing or anything but um I'm glad I went to RIT because I made, met some of a lot of very dynamic people and I just look forward to seeing what they accomplish in the future like possibly seeing people I know on TV or just have a big impact on their community or in the world or just being awesome engineers or something like that like I just met so many awesome people that I love seeing their growth and progress on Facebook. It's like such such a cool thing to have Facebook to be able to keep up with people and see all the awesome things that they're doing. So I mean, I wouldn't trade my experience of going to RIT. Um, it would be, I mean, ideal to kind of be in a better place as far as having a better education and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm in a good place where I am now and I have control of what I do and how good I am as an artist and stuff like that so that's not really a big deal I just like that like that freshman year where we had those all those good experiences I, I feel like that's really important to me and I, I'm appreciative that I had that experience but um I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I missed out um on talking about my college experience like the time I was a peer assistant for the North Star Academy so like I did the pre-freshman thing and the next year I was like one of the leaders, the peer assistants, and then I was orientation leader for for orientation, the college orientation. So I mean, there's a bunch of stuff I left out, but I said I said the most important parts. <laughs> but if you have any questions about my college experience or anything, just leave it down in the comments, and I'll be happy to answer your question. See you in the next video.